Hey there, boils and ghouls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George, we're back. We live. We lived. They live. <laughs> you that, lived. <laughs> we lived. They live. Yes. And that's our episode this week. <laughs> not, to, not to confuse you any further, it's we are definitely talking about John Carpenter's masterpiece, They Live. masterpiece but also we've been gone for a minute so it's been yeah if you're wondering where we away. where we've been uh your boy got the rona uh and i i can pinpoint exactly where i got it people people say it's you know they you know i can't be sure but i know <laughs> i love how absolutely certain you are dude if i could go back in time i would you have a zapruder film in your head in your head i can tell when you tell me like you can see the moments it's happening in slow-mo yeah and if it's not if it's not what i think it is i have a second runner-up like i got i got okay. names dude I so you let's the background is you hadn't gotten it up to now through the whole course no, of the whole right nothing okay you know i always that ma- you know of yeah i right. mask up you know i socially right. distance like if i I go into like something really like really really crowded or dense you know i'll throw a mask on sure. like you know i don't give a shit i mean you're doing what right yeah doing you know doing you're doing what, what, what you, think you is should right, be doing right. and then and uh we went to universal and i forgot a mask and right. i was like all right well it's mostly outside yeah except for when it's not right and in particular when you when you go on the secret life of pets ride which is not a good <laughs> ride it's like their newest one and it's not good what are the implications of the story for like how this podcast is going to play in the world universal is coming i can feel okay go ahead. i don't know but i can tell you i, I dude so like there's a part like we got that we got the, like the express lane tickets yeah, or something yeah, like that, so yeah. we could skip the line and then you go you go to the secret life of pets and the line queue is all indoors mm-hmm. and there's this one part where like the vip line merges with like just like the regular standby line <laughs> or whatever uh-huh. and there was just this group in front of me yeah. and i was just like and it was this tight hallway and i was looking around and i was like son of a bitch <laughs> i was like i should have brought a mask right and um i didn't and i i'm almost 100 percent certain and if it's not that <laughs> If it's not that, okay. it was this little kid on the Minions ride who was filming. Oh, my God, same place, right? Uh, right. So, like, the Secret Life of Pets ride is here. No, no, I get it. Universal. Yeah, Universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, it, was just the, it was just these two ragamuffins. And this one kid <laughs> was, like, filming the Minions ride. He had his phone on. He was, like, recording the ride. And I was like, I don't think that's going to have the same effect. You think it will, but, like, go for it. So it might have been, been him. But I know everything else was pretty much, like, <laughs> it, you know outdoors or you know space so it was one of those two it was one of those dreamworks and i, you know, I can't watch i think it's dreamworks <laughs> i can't i can't watch anything from that again so then i so then works is banned from the halloween Club. yeah yeah so so we went to universal and then uh wait can i just i gotta stop you for a second because i just gotta tell you like i every time i i find out someone i know has the rona i I always wonder when I when they tell me when they tell yeah. me the story what part they're going to fix on because it's always been all these different stuff you know what I mean like some people they fix on kind of the weird symptoms they had or some people like they're just mystified where they got it they can't figure it out some people are like pissed they staved it off for a long time and then got it and they they mainly focus on that part of it 
Your story primarily has contained the words secret lives of pets, <laughs> <laughs> minions, yeah. ragamuffins. Yeah, rag- they were ragamuffins. <laughs> right, it wasn't, you have, I haven't heard about like symptoms or your experience with it or like how oh, you've been feeling. Oh, that was fine. Just, I got no, really lucky. No, no, I, no, no, I understand. The, the choices you've made in the storytelling were to fixate on the criminals who gave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> mostly I, children. Mostly children. I will, I will. <laughs> I appreciate that this is where I the story. I will find them and make, right. them, make anyway, them pay. I just, I love that this. That when I when I think of other people's COVID stories, I'm gonna be like, "Wow, scary for a minute," and then like really kind of change the outlook on whatever. And with you, I'm gonna like think of minions. <laughs> but yeah. good. And, and you're it, wearing yellow right now, so perfect. yeah, you know, I look like you know I should be doing orders for Gru <laughs> or whatever. But okay. uh, yeah, yeah, no. So so then so then I, I a couple days later, I got I got a scratchy throat, and I have, dude, I have no idea how I gave it to 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 Bill. So. Uh, I was, oh, I was right. basically for the listeners. I was hanging curtains up with, I guess, father-in-law. We'll just call yeah, that for, correct. Yep. Uh, for like several hours, just just hip to hip, talking, talking, watching. It was during the Kentucky what? Derby. Right. Just you know, <laughs> oh, I hope he wins. That's cr- <coughs> that's crazy, you know. And then and then and then I picked up pizza and went over to your guys's place. Yep. And I'm just sitting there spraying everyone down with COVID. Yep. And then and then I was like, I told Alex I had a scratchy throat. She we got in the car. She rolled down all the windows, took a test. It was positive. Luckily, I didn't have like any like terrible symptoms. Like right. I like the first thing I did was I just I was like, well, I can watch a bunch of movies. So I right. put on Saving Private Ryan. And I was like, let's fucking go. I could let's go. Did, did Teladoc got on a, got on Paxlovid? And yeah. uh, if you ever get COVID. That shit's great. Right. You get a hor out. You get a horrible metallic taste in your mouth. And Alex didn't tell me about it because uh, she thought that would dissuade me. It, it wouldn't have. Like I would have been like, right, it's fine. Right. And in fact, I wish she would have because the way I discovered <laughs> was that the metallic taste is when I took the pills that night and I woke up at like three thirty in the morning with like it tasted like <laughs> tasted like I was like sucking a wrought iron fence. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? So then I'm like downing water, like rinsing my mouth out with like mouthwash you're, you're, and shit. Be, being pre prepared would have been better. Okay. Yeah would have been good yeah. but uh 16 days later <laughs> yeah and everyone ever kept saying oh you know you got this variant so you know cdc says it's 4.4 days bullshit <laughs> it was 16 days right so uh, that's that's a lot of saving private ryan's or it would have been like four titanics that's your measure yeah I usually yeah I usually do titanics but saving private ryan's pretty uh pretty long, pretty long and, and i was like dude and i and oh my god i was like i'm gonna watch so many horror movies i'm gonna catch up on so much stuff i watched like all of the jackasses and like <laughs> oh that's right yeah i watched all the jackasses and i did all like the point five the point fives of the jackass series are my favorite because like they're kind of documentary behind the scenes mm-hmm. and even the bad grandpa point five was hilarious um so it's I amazing got, that they have half decibel subgenres. And then Jackass point the franchise. five or four point five came out like towards the tail end, so I got to like watch that too. I was like, wow, what a blessing! Like, I get to watch. Do that? I, can, I can get all my you know idiot fueled you know content. It was it was a great time. And now you're now we're back. Yeah, I did work. I and I did I did like one or two workouts during COVID because like I was terrified. Like I'm terrified of like long COVID. Like yeah, yeah. I see people my age who are like they can't walk upstairs, and yep. I was just like, let me just do like an arm day, test it out, yeah, see if I can you know yep. short of breath. And like luckily everything was like well, you took black the right way you were on it. That's probably a helpful. I, th- I think that I think that helped a lot. Cool, but we did get to go to the where we saw they live uh, at the santa monica yes amazing experience. uh movie theater i forget the name of it but thanks to garen the arrow the arrow uh thanks to garen right it was a uh, i got them tickets well no <laughs> no you're here i mean thanks to garen who's not here you've been thanked uh, <laughs> i was like motherfucker i was like, garen joined us yes. and i was exactly very excited to see yeah. our friend garen yes um 
but it was at the Arrow at Santa Monica, and what an experience! Incredible that was. I mean, first of all, it was a lengthy marathon. So there's what six movies? Altogether? It was twelve hours of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six six movies. And, um, and they it was a eclectic mix. It was L.A. Noirs. What L.A. They, is what they call noir, it. sort yeah. of right? Like wasn't just straight noir. Maybe it was straight noir. Not really. No. <laughs> it was. I mean, they showed society. <laughs> so. yeah, no. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right, exactly. Um, but it was like a really good experience. Like you know, we always talk about on the show like how we want to see movies in that thirty-five millimeter type experience mm-hmm. and or any kind of special venue or vibe or experience where it might be an interesting addition to just watching the movie straight yeah and like even like looking forward to the day like uh, you know uh, we all left kind of early we called an uber there was a protest downtown mm-hmm. like it, it like everything just like felt like super la and we went with our friend uh josh haunting season on tiktok go mm-hmm. follow him and um on even just getting out of the Uber and like feeling like this, like the air in Santa Monica mm-hmm. in the middle of the day when it was busy and there was tons of people there, and you look at the marquee and it says like eighty, you know, horror movie marathon. Yep, yep. It, it was it was great. And so the first film they kicked off was with They Live. Yes. And w- here's the weird part. So we're both obviously big horror fans. We I, we were watched a lot of John Carpenter stuff over the years. We have but a we, funny episode but potentially in the future. Like we but we oh, watched yeah, yes. the last movie we I the last movie I watched at least before this marathon was John Carpenter's Vampires. Yes. Which side note, we were gonna do for Hollow Can We Go. Right. We're gonna we're gonna re roll on it. Yeah. It was well we're not we might roll it into something else, but it's just not worth the whole episode. No, it was it was not. So the last movie I at least I I don't know if you watched anything else going in mm. before one of this. So the last movie we watched was John Carpenter's Vampires. Then we go into They Live. Right, right. I mean, you know, <laughs> the, tra- the yeah, the night day transition. But somehow I had only seen parts of it, and you had never seen it in all these years. We both kind of were first time watching it. Yeah, in a movie marathon setting, which. How rare is that, especially if you're into horror movies in 2022, to have still have something this good surprise you? So my main takeaway from it was that I was surprised yeah. by They Live and that movie's still alive. Like, it still throws a punch. It's still as Relevant as hell. Re- re- like, weirdly, I, I'm actually going to go a entirely different direction, I think, than right. the usual, like, whatever. That's but usually, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, an, I mean, it was an amazing experience. It it threw a wrench in my John Carpenter rankings. Like there's still there's still a handful I haven't seen, That's but like right. I was pretty secure in knowing that like you know the things gonna be number one. Right. Uh, I would probably do a little uh, Big Trouble Little China number two, and then I, I would probably put Halloween three. Like that's kind of like my ranking. Yeah. They live. It was like time for a shake up, dude. <laughs> and I I honestly I think it kind of potentially maybe shot itself to number. Two? That's huge. I Number mean, two. That's, I think. That's... I think it might have. I think it might have nudged uh, Big Trouble uh, down just a, just a notch, though. But I did not expect it to be that level, considering you know I haven't seen the rest, but I already know where vampires is placed. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you thought going in that they live was gonna the good. The optimistic case was that it was gonna land upper mid tier carpet. Yes, that's, that's but exactly it actually landed top tier carpet. Top tier. <laughs> right. Pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
the theater was actually the, the the crowd response was really great, and I love whenever like the names of like when like you know Roddy Piper comes up, everyone yeah. claps. John Carpenter comes up, they they clap. The music comes up. Oh, the music was great. I was, I mean, it's so funny. I don't want to keep comparing it to vampires, but I mean, it just, I mean, just the <laughs> that was just, just just the contrast of it was so night and day. Like the music in vampires felt so like weird. Like mm-hmm. I know he composes all of his music, mm-hmm. and there was just something that did it didn't place right like it's like when you're doing a puzzle like you know it should fit in there but Mm -hmm. it doesn't that's what i feel about vampires but with they live like everything just kind of fit perfectly right even the weird choices were perfect somehow like that it was it's just such a perfectly rendered movie i um you know, I, I know you don't want to go down the whole route of like it's still relevant today no 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 you can but i i have a different but the one thing that i thought was real no you can i'm all for that i think the movie totally sustains that it's just wild to me mm-hmm. that I think it was how many months ago was it? It was maybe eight months ago, or maybe maybe it might have been longer than that with COVID and like mm-hmm. you know, all this yeah. shit. Kind of lost track of time, but like I think it was in like Echo Park or somewhere in like Silver Lake or something like that. There was like a homeless encampment that like they completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. And a few years before, a few years before that, they were trying to build these like you know kind of like micro homes to to give the unhoused like a place to stay mm-hmm. to just you know just to like have have a little bit of shelter and then like the mayor of la like shut it down for something for right. some for some reason so like seeing that uh that scene where the homeless encampment is just getting bulldozed was mm. like what the fuck dude like we're still doing that right right and the fact that the movie really feels it it's yeah. not putting it in there as like a showy thing or like whatever it's it's it the it's in the dna of the movie like that's part of why you're that's part of why it was made <laughs> yeah so what's the angle you want to go down i'm really curious well no Fill it's it's not so much an angle it's more so like let's see here let's transition i'm just gonna try a little game i don't even know this is gonna work because we right. haven't we haven't pre-rehearsed this i, I want to surprise you with it and see what happens right because i think something me. really interesting happens in the movie and it's part of where the movie took me by surprise but if if I just threw a name of a movie to you and ask you to think of what the best fight in that movie is, right? So if I said Godzilla versus Kong, what's the best fight in Godzilla versus Kong? It's going to be Godzilla versus Kong, possibly. I don't know. I don't know what you'd say. I don't know you what you remember from the movie, right? But, like, that's the idea is right. I would say a movie name and you would say the first fight. That comes to you, right? Now, if I took something really generic and big like Nightmare on Elm Street, just the first Nightmare on Elm Street, what's yeah. what's what's the clash in that movie that jumps to your mind? Uh, arms extending out in the alleyway. Who's he fighting there? Like, what's the oh, first? Cla- yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. sorry. I was the, thinking, right. I was thinking about yeah, like what? big clash. Yeah, what's the first? What's the what? When I say a struggle between blank and blank, Nightmare on Elm Street, I would probably do. I'd probably do Boiler Room with Tina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I first think Freddy versus Nancy. Basically, yeah. if I'm like first clash, but yeah, totally. That Tina versus so you get the idea of what yeah, we're yeah. trying to do, right? All right. So, so the and the, there's a reason I'm doing this, right? So, like, if I say now this is gonna be weird, and you can say funny answers, okay? So I'm gonna throw a weird one at you. Hereditary, biggest clash. Yeah. What's a, what's a this versus this that go jumps to mind? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I know what comes to mind. Go say it. <laughs> do you know what I'm gonna say? Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. No, oh, no, okay. That's not what I'm gonna say. Okay. It's funny. The the clash is gonna be when the when the sun uh, hits the ground, <laughs> jumping out the window. So kid versus ground. Kid versus it's, gravity. Yeah, that's the versus, that's the clash. I think of telephone pole versus head. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But you get where I'm going right. with, with the game, right? All right. So um, I don't know, like Friday the 
13th, the 2009 remake. Oh, geez. I don't know. I... <laughs> exactly. You don't remember a single kill or fight or what? It's too generic, right? Yeah. I mean, I just nothing re- jumped I, into your mind. I just remember the, uh, the, 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 the machete going through the dock and okay. hitting the head. That's, okay. That's probably, if you were going to come up with an example from a movie, you like a horror movie, you like what would come to your mind? If you were trying to think of a good versus, unfortunately, versus... because we talked about John Carpenter's vampires, but <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but if, a, a clash in, in a horror movie, um, you know, I would probably do uh, Ripley versus Xenomorph. Okay, or like the Evil Dead universe. What's a good? I'd probably do Army of Darkness. Okay, I would probably do like one of the big battles at the end. So, uh, like a battle. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now they live. Oh, it's the seven minute. Right. Fight scene. So, in every case that I could think of for the game and before the game, in every case that came up, it was the antagonist versus the protagonist somehow. Yeah. So it's like Godzilla versus Kong. It's the head versus the telephone pole. But the telephone pole represents the negative fate that they're being steered towards by the demon. So it's really demon versus the family, right? Yeah. It it comes out as head versus telephone pole. The best fight in They Live is between two friends. Mm. It's not enemies, right? So you have an action movie we're the best fight. So I think the best thing in this entire movie is the friendship. I think the hero of this movie is the friendship between Keith David and Roddy Piper. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing that happens in the movie is those two guys' friendship. They have a t- incredibly, awesomely weird friendship somehow. In this, in it is the, pretty killer. In this film, like a partnership, like yeah. a Western, right? So so that that's the thing is I was watching their friendship be, take these weird turns, like whatever. And then I realized that this is why John Carpenter is is like he must be so like stubborn to be around like I think it's harder to be his friend than his enemy, probably in real life. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, look what you have to go through to just be his friend. Like, put on these glasses. Do me a favor, buddy. Like, if I turned to you and I was like, I'm just having this weird experience with these sunglasses. Try them on. You would do it in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. We're friends, right? You wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to beat the shit out of you for <laughs> seven plus minutes to just put on some damn glasses, right? Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like their 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 friendship is incredibly weird but this the, the fact that they live like in in the canon of horror movies you have these epic verses Tommy Jarvis versus Jason and you know like Frankenstein's monster versus his creator and in this one right. you have buddy versus buddy <laughs> a couple a couple pals, <laughs> a couple pals just, <laughs> just really working it out in the toughest way possible and i find that super unique in how it's built and i think the movie's really subversive in the fact that it reminded me way more of high plains drifter or like a western when i was watching it than yeah. what i expected going into it i expected to get sci-fi invasion of the Bozzy Snatchers. I knew John Carpenter as a kid actually watched more sci-fi, dark sci-fi horror than straight horror. Cause that's what he was in the fifties. Right. Like, so like, you know what I mean? But like, like but right, exactly. And he thinks aliens should always be villains. He fucking hates ET and like, <laughs> he thinks that's a joke, right? Like it doesn't matter how good you make ET. Cause it's terrible, a terrible idea to make good aliens. Right. Right. He wants them to be bad. As a matter of fact, there was a really cool thing I found about this, but where the design of the aliens, the reason they look that way is because he, John Carpenter believed that they're corrupting us. 
So he wanted them to look like corruptions of human beings. So the corruptions like heading both directions to meet in the middle, right? Interesting. They're corrupting down, like looking to like humans that are physically becoming corrupt while they're corrupting us by getting us to buy into all the bullshit and like the whatever. Right? Wow. So they, they, literally the philosophy of what he's trying to convey in this movie influenced why the monster looks the way it looks. Just like in Godzilla... It looks like that because of radiation scarring. It's not like a random choice why the monster looks yeah, the yeah. way it looks, right? There's thought behind it. So because of all that cool shit that was going on there, I expected that sci-fi cool angle to be what I really resonated with. And what it turned out I resonated with was just this incredible loner wandering, just Roddy Piper and Keith David just watching people, watching each other, watching each other, watch other people, right. trying to figure out just what the hell is going on, not tr not showing each other their cards too much, trying to help out where they can, but stay uninvolved mostly. Like, right. And then just putting up a battle on their own terms by their own like personal rules with no compromise in like the weirdest fucking way possible. <laughs> they were on this weird crusade. Like, like it was very strange and I just loved it. It was like the blues music would kick up and it would just be an open field and a lot be... of soundscapes. Too. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the, you know, the beauty of like seeing it in the theater with like a real, you know, a th theatrical sound system mm -hmm. was when there's not a score it's just like the sound of the city mm -hmm. and it sucks you in dude like it just it was such a pleasant I had, it's weird like considering like what it's about what's happening but like i had a really pleasant time hanging out with roddy piper right isn't that weird that's what i'm yeah. saying it's so strange how and maybe it's the time we're seeing it in maybe it's in the middle of a pandemic and all the things maybe that being in los angeles right well who knows but like whatever it was it was not the vibe i expected like a hard sci-fi like whatever dark <laughs> you know, vibe or whatever. And you're right. What I got was, I just wanted to hang out with Keith David and Roddy Piper more. I was, and I was, you know, bummed that spoiler, they die, but it was really weird that Roddy Piper dies essentially the same way the Northman ends. <laughs> that is kind of weird. <laughs> like staring up triumphantly, having beaten the thing, but just up into the sky. I'm like, Oh my God, it's the Northman. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <laughs> like, kind of worked out. <laughs> like, like whatever. So I, I, you know, that, that's a surprise. And then the fact that it, apparently if what I was reading was right, that this is kind of the first time, that a wrestler had been really kind of offered a lead in this way to carry a movie. And it, it sort of paves the way for like the rock and, you know, even John I don't, Cena, even oh, John Cena. I don't even think Hulk Hogan had done it yet. Really. They, when they were doing it, they were playing themselves like personas. Like Hulk Hogan was playing Hulk Hogan. He was obviously himself. Yeah. Roddy Piper was not playing Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper was playing. Yeah. When you're watching Mr. Nanny, <laughs> You're watching it because it's a movie with Hulk Hogan. Right, I, don't even, right, I, I don't even know what his name in Mr. Nanny is. It's probably like Steve or right. something like that. But it's not Steve. No, it's it's not Hulk Steve. Hogan. No, but Roddy Piper's playing a legit character who's, you know, he has to get across. This is based on source material. I mean, this is a character from like Astounding Science Tales or something that <laughs> John Carpenter they got rewritten in a really interesting comic named Nada, which is why this character's named Nada. It's a tip to the original comic. That oh, the, that's cool. That this is adapted from. And then, you know, Roddy Piper has to play this fallen character, and I thought he did an amazing goddamn job. So um, all that was surprising to me. But I just, I could spend all day long in the spaces of this movie, just like kind of roaming around. Well, you know why the other, like, look at the other reason is I feel like we could hang out and there's when the movie ended like my first takeaway was 
everyone or not everyone except for you know the, the aliens um they're just trying to be decent people like right they're well, not they're the good not, people are trying to be good yeah people. like yeah. they're not they're not trying to like get ahead by like maybe you know uh you know sliding someone else for a few things to get ahead like they're just trying to do like a god honest day's work right and they're making honest mistakes like i remember like the one hilarious part where roddy piper finds the world's most popular of uh, most important box of sunglasses ever created and like stores them in a trash heap like with a sign above it like pickups every tuesday <laughs> pick up every two hours he's like, he's like it'll huh? be safe here you know like they're just making real people mistakes that you'd be making in a crisis situation like boy, i I, f- I found even that amazing right the movie is terrifying by the way it's not it's not scary in the usual horror movie scary sense but I, first of all, I, I, there's an amazing shot where there's an alley fight and you're just panning up and seeing the actual alien forms looking out with this crazy gleam in their eye as they fire down into this alley. And for some reason, it just gave me a shiver. It was they, they looked so um, remorseless about killing right? Yeah. That, the way their design is whatever. But the design, the matte paintings of the world are still incredible, right? It didn't they look, look really great. They look, I mean, almost better in a weird way. Yeah, I than, agree. than some of the effects they, they drop now. Um, I didn't expect the, because um, I, I mean, honestly, aside from just like, you know, the blue and red alien face mm-hmm. and, you know, consume all the, like all the billboards. Right, this is what like you that. knew going into it. Yeah, that's all I really knew in there uh, going into it. But I didn't expect them to execute um, like the level of paranoia so perfectly. Right, right. Like the the idea. Like I love it when a movie has a character that has information, concrete evidence that this is happening, and no one around him believes him, and yes. you're trying to convince him because that is as the audience, it's so frustrating because you're like, I believe you, but we got to get these assholes around you. <laughs> right. And so uh, so often the movie tries to play, play it both ways. And like, you're not sure the character it's really happening. Maybe it's in the character's mind or, you know, yeah. like this trick they do a thousand yeah. times now, but not here. Like it's happening. <laughs> it is a hundred percent is a hundred percent real. And Roddy Piper is on it pretty quickly. Like his character figures this out pretty fast that it's happening. Yeah. The one, the one thing that, uh, we were joking about is uh so when they're at like the like the camp or whatever and the tv keeps getting hijacked by like a preacher mm-hmm. warning about you mm-hmm. know something invading us or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i looked at josh or garen i was like they need to not film it like an isis video like every time <laughs> like it cuts to them like the camera's like zooming up on like his sweaty mustache and he's yeah. like I think there's people here. We got to. I'm like, guys, why, what if you just like, I don't know, got, got someone who wasn't drenched in sweat to get the message across. I feel like it might work a little better. Well, if sure. there's anyone in a future dystopia who's listening to this episode later and your production values on your videos like this are bad. Nick Rollins is somewhere out in the dystopia. He's fine. Find him. He'll make these videos. I will help you 100%. We will will fight for the good cause. Like, but we, but God damn it, we will, we will agree on like three shots. We will just keep it simple, keep the message streamlined. Like, we don't, we don't have time to have creative differences. Dystopian Nick Productions slogan. I'm, dude, I I will, we'll get you the goods, but three shots, we're going to agree. I will be the Clint Eastwood of filmmaking in the dystopian world. Like two takes and we're moving on, dude. We ain't got time. Aliens are taking over. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, it's on. All right. Let's uh, we plant that flag. 
Uh, what else about this movie caught lots your of good, Lots of good shots, dude. We got to talk about the garbage truck shot. Oh, oh my god! When he's looking for yeah. when he's looking for the glasses, Incredible. and the, the camera. It actually reminded me of the tilted cannon in Jackass Forever. <laughs> it's so weird how we keep going back to that. Man. How influential <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> is that movie? Uh, but the shot where he's in the 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 I guess it's like a dump truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's tilting backwards and the camera's just like attached to the truck. So you just see like the ground shifting from below him and then shit starts to fall. And like, they must've like, they would like, they probably really had to do that shit. Cause it was yeah. And that's what I'm talking about is that Roddy Piper, if you go back and you look at that scene and you look at the look on his face, it is the perfect look of a man who has realized that he is screwed in, in the <laughs> most perfectly hilarious way, right? And it's because he's probably had that happen to him or something like that. I mean, yeah. what hasn't physically happened around him? Well, he's a wrestler, so he's used to getting tossed that's around what I'm saying, by a bunch of right? meatheads. Right. You know? so, that's what I'm saying. Like, Daniel Day-Lewis couldn't have done that facial expression better than Roddy Piper <laughs> in that moment. Roddy Piper understands what it's like to be in a, a, a person who lives in a world where you think by your hard work and everyone plays by the rules, he says it like it'll just all pay off. And then you discover that when you think everything is horizontal, it's vertical <laughs> yeah, and everything is wrong. And like he nails that facial expression. And if the means the universe conveys to you that you're wrong about your worldview is by literally tilting you sideways in a fucking dump truck. Roddy Piper knows that better than Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, I think, I think he does. <laughs> the one thing I didn't expect was, uh, like they went to like a spaceship and like they looked mm-hmm. at Earth. If, if, if going into the movie, like I had no idea that like we were going to be going on an alien spaceship, so right, that was right. kind of a pleasant surprise because I was like, "Oh shit, this is like sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. Like we're on an alien ship, dude. Yeah. Like we're looking at Earth." I, how long do you think the aliens have been on Earth in Ooh. this movie? If I don't I get the feeling they've been around long. I feel like this is like a, a beginning stages of a takeover situation i would say you gotta look at it and uh are you familiar with the roman empire (laughs) (laughs) you know you know vaguely you know when when people talk about you're like oh Mm -hmm. it must have happened over the course of like two years but it's like fucking forever (laughs) totally i feel like they were in the first stage okay of that you know what i mean it's not a long time yeah but like you know they had billboards they, you know, you can't just come to Earth they, and have they, a billboard. Right, right. Everywhere. Yeah. They had billboards everywhere. They had them everywhere. Or they were transmitting that signal onto billboards. I don't I don't know that they rebuilt everything black and white. Well, I don't either. That's part of the beauty. Yeah, that's part of the beauty. Of it. How long do you think they were on Earth? I think it's newish. I, I my my feeling about this is uh, I think it's the <laughs> I think it's the ridiculous shininess with which they were protecting their one satellite that that did everything for them. That is, yeah. They had like four security guards in a dish. <laughs> and that felt pretty like ad hoc to, yeah. to, to, situation to me. It didn't feel like that they had ultimately established the empire yet <laughs> that they were on their way I, to. And I think Roddy Piper, I think that's why he's smiling. I think he knew like dead zone style. He like killed, as Shakespeare would have said, he killed, killed the, the villain in the show. Mm. No, I, I I could see that. So, where does they live sit in your official John Carpenter ratings? So I'm different, way different than you on this one because John Carpenter for first is always going to be Halloween for right. me because it it was like one of the few movies that actually actually terrified me. Like in that you can't get out, you know, 
it's like when you eat something it's too hot and you want it off your tongue. That's how Halloween felt to me as a kid. <laughs> right. Time, right. So like that's really special. So I always put Halloween first, and I the thing's got to be second. So it's a fight for third, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the. There's so many good movies you can put here. I'm just not as big a big trouble fan as a lot of people. So I, I mean, this movie really hit me. I, I love uh, Madness in the Mouth of Madness. So like that's Christine always has a soft spot in the fog. I mean, I, God damn it, man. <laughs> like there's a lot of worthy competition, but just right. off the top of my head. I feel like if I'm being honest, I still like Christine a touch more than they like. I think they live is more important movie, but I think I, I, th- I think I think they live is ultimately going to be number three for me. I think like you, it went really high. Wow. I, I didn't expect it. I didn't either. I, and it's, that's the thing is it didn't get there for the reasons I expected. I'm a big Kubrick fan. I like Fincher stuff. Like I expected mm-hmm. like the complicated, you know, society parable shit thing to right. be the thing that got me. <laughs> I'll be damned if John Carver didn't sneak in a, a horror Western in my sci-fi mix that just blew my mind. So, so if he put a horror Western and they live, mm-hmm. what did he put in the vampires? Cause that was supposed to be a horror Western too. <laughs> well, all right. So you're right. If if that was that, then what did vampires turn out to be? So vampires turned out to be okay. I can do this. So vampires was a horror western, right? But inside of it, he hid an incredibly boring documentary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> right. Of just people doing dumb things about their day for no reason that we thought was was going to be in a movie and be compelling. That I don't know why. Yeah, no, I will. I will say this though. After watching Vampires, like, cause we watched it, like, I was, I was on the phone, like, you know, quarantine, obviously, and we we just kind of like talked and like watched at the same time. Yep. I needed a They Live after. Yes. After the after John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah, cause that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt real. And bad. you know what? I understand. There's a lot of people listening who probably love that movie or at least like that movie or whatever. And and there are things I love. Cheryl Lee. You know, I think the, the there are a handful of things in the movie I did like. Right. right I, I liked right. the tech that we was kind of underutilized. Right, but but it, we're going to say that for right. Another, but it's it's just it's literally just the the disappointment was real because in How Low Can You Go in the concept. You know, it's basically like there's a great role dolls short story I read as a kid where there's just a kid who's imagining on his carpet that the gray patches are stones and the red patches, which are way bigger, are just lava. And he's jumping from one to one. And then he misses and hits the red and his mom comes in the room and calls him and he's gone. Right. So, yeah. like, so we're jumping from patch to patch. We're trying to get from good movie to good movie all the way down. Right. So you got to pick the rock ahead. Right. So when we're appearing ahead and be like, oh, you know, malevolent might be good or whatever. And then we land in the lava. It hurts. Right. So sometimes you get tricked. So when we look ahead and see John Carpenter's name, we're like, oh, man, uh, we're in. granite. <laughs> like, we're going to land there and stick, and it's going to be fine. And then when you land there and your ass is in the lava again, you're like, what? Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he tricked us. So part of it is the particular experience of having to do it for how low can we go and thinking we were safe with John Carpenter and just not enjoying the experience at the time. So, you know, it's not that this is the worst movie in the world. It was just no. not what we expected. But this... Is the opposite kind of. Surprise. I feel like it. it I feel like it. Redemption. Uh, 
I feel like it, it lapped us a little bit. Like yep. it, like it lapped. It was so good. It lapped yep. the, you know, from before. And we're like, oh, all right. And by it. the way, I know we're done, and probably anyone who cared about like movies already stopped listening. But like Keith David also is just incredible in this movie, and that part was written specifically for him because John Carpenter loved what he did on the thing, so um, he knew he could do this kind of part. That's and so just cool. just like what that the. What was happening there with the character and how much I like I cared and kind of understood the decisions they were making. That's the thing is everyone complains about stupid decisions in horror movies. But what we're really comparing complaining about is we have friends or family all the time that make stupid decisions. And we we, we just give them passes because they're friends or family. Right. We, under, we understand why they're doing it or we just want to give them a pass or whatever. Right. So, like, you know, with this one. Uh, you know, you're just watching this guy and like in most horror movies, I have to write passes for the characters. But this one just I understood everything. It was amazing. So, you know, I, I, I wish I would have had those glasses when I was in line for the secret life of pets. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I could have really you know, seen like everyone. Everyone's face would have had like whatever. And then his would have been like, get sick. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I guarantee if I'd had those glasses in there, I would have I would have found the, the culprit. <laughs> I still can't believe it. I still, I still can't believe it's it. It's absolutely unreal. But you, the listener, if you love They Live yes. and you want to help support the show, consider giving us a review on iTunes. And I got an easy I got an easy one for you today. Let's do it. Just comment emoji sunglasses. Oh, oh. There's, I think there's like an emoji oh, sunglasses where it looks yeah. like raping or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Just comment that in a five-star review. Yeah. Simple. It'll take you five seconds. Yeah, it's – no, absolutely. And the sunglasses, you know – or if you want to be like real extra, you can comment put on the glasses, and then if you like type in "pow," it gives like the Batman like you know like onomatopoeia looking shit, you know. And you just do like three of those, put on the glasses, and then like a couple fists, and then like a guy running, and then like you know a couple more fists, a couple more boom pals, and then sunglasses. You know, like you could you could like, you could probably do the fight scene in emojis. That's where we're at. And, Carpenter couldn't predict that. There's some unique moves in that scene. I, I don't know. I, to My con- favorite is when he goes to pick him up. He's like, "Hey, I'm picking up," and then he just <laughs> boom one more time. Just I just can't get over that, that was scene. Absolutely amazing. Um, all right, and then just to end it real quick, yes. uh, here's my 30 minute review of Angel. <laughs> Can't. I'm sorry. The no, you guys had to be there. It was for the 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 last movie they showed was Angel in the movie marathon. In the movie marathon, and it honestly could have ended whatever they did. They did Slumber Party Massacre before. Yep. Before that one, a a terrible print actually. Oh yeah, it was like red and faded, and it just and I that I'll tell you what that pissed me off the most. The most. So they showed a horrible print of Slumber Party Massacre, and when I say like like put on like. Like red tinted glasses, mm-hmm. and slap yourself a couple times. That's what the print looked like. Yeah, it was it was really weird. I I it was it looked so on purpose. It looked like like something Tarantino added as a filter in like yeah. a grindhouse way. And I, dude, I will tell you, I was so peeved. I went home and I was like, "There's no way the movie looks like that. <laughs> no. There's no way." No. So then I googled it and I. Like on YouTube, they had like a beautiful HD <laughs> one with a variety of colors. Yeah, there was really green. Really the director blue. was there too. Yeah, I mean that was that was cool. But the but it the it's the marathon started so strong, and we were having such a fun experience in the seats because it started with they live in I think with the society next. And right? society was bomb, and those two were in an incredible pairing like that. Anyone who's doing a future marathon after this was passed and the settled ten years from now, like put those two movies together. It's a it's electrifying to the audience. The audience loved it. Everything was going great. And then 
Slumber Red Party Massacre, and then and then they did. That's what I'm trying I'm trying to remember. So it was it was They Live Society Slumber Party Massacre Break, and they actually had um, the director and I forget her name, but producer on uh, They Live. Yeah, which was really cool. That was great. Um, then they came back, and what was the movie they did after that? It was. I God, I can't remember for the life of me. But then they did. That's when my headache started, and then I was gone for Angel. But they did uh, Chopping Mall. Oh, which was amazing. Chopping Mall, and then uh, it was the the diner. What was the diner movie? Oh, Blood Diner. Blood Diner, right. and then Angel. So that's what I'm saying. It's all amazing until Angel and the uh, Slumber Red Party. Slumber, yeah, those. those and that which would have been good if it wasn't. I could have honestly red. probably done. We could. I, I my my new rule of thumb, and I and I will say this because of, because of COVID, four maybe maybe three maybe uh, whatever. It, here's my here's my rule for marathons. Okay. I wanted to do a horror movie marathon really really bad since all the movie theaters shut down. Yep. You know, like like we we had just started going. Well, I mean, we just saw, we only saw one movie at the Secret Movie Club at the Vista, but it was a beautiful theater, and I was kind of looking forward to going to more. And then everything went to hell. Yep. And I was like, man, I, I want to do like a horror movie marathon. So I got the tickets for those. My new rule of thumb now is. Whatever the horror movie marathon is, cut it in half, and then thank me later, because it gets rough. And that's part of the charm of it. Garen goes, "You gotta see who who's left standing," and, and I was like, "And it won't be me next time." Because I well, like here's it. the thing though: I don't think three movies is a marathon. That just feels like a, three movies. That is feels not like a watching Lord of the Rings to me. I think it has to be four movies to be a marathon. Five, I would do. Six was too much. And, and that's why I got out of the six because my head my headache had gotten so bad, like whatever. But it, fortuitously, Angel, it turns out, which is a movie that I know is very beloved in a certain way. They did it in the last drive-in. Right. It's it just at the end of a marathon where it's turned into a grind is not the movie you want to end on. It's not the vibe for. No, you got you, you got you <laughs> that got should have come at movie two. Like you ending on shopping mall would have been would have sent you out with this energy and you know like yes right. yes like, uh, even if it, you've been like wow six was too many a ending on shopping mall it would have been a different experience but ending on Angel. I'm sure I'm sure we'll have a cinematic void podcast on here and question them we'll we'll do we'll do we'll, yeah we, we'll, what what, what day was it it was like May seventh uh, sixteenth or something like that yeah. we'll, we'll do the May sixteenth commission and we'll. <laughs> Line them up and we'll get, find out what happened. Yeah, we'll get videos and what be happened, like, and, "What happened to this? What happened? What was this here? What was so, this dealing with Angel here?" <laughs> right. So, well, I, that I mean, to me, it was just I forgot. Like even Chopping Mall was in there. It was a pretty incredible marathon. That's, it was. A, it was a good time. But they live still. I mean, that's why we had to do this episode on it. Yeah. Like, like there's certain movies where you watch them and you forget. But like I remember almost everything, and they live, and I would be excited to watch it again. Like I really, really dug that movie. I would a hundred percent if it literally comes on tomorrow. I would a hundred percent just sit and watch at least ten, fifteen minutes, just if not all of it. Just and I just saw it. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. All right. Well, I'm glad that we're back in this. We're back in yes. the schedule. We're gonna we're, we're back. You know, thank you, Pax Lovid. And uh, <laughs> remember what I said. Five, one emoji sunglasses and five stars and if you want to be extra do the whole fight scene i don't know what that'll look like but i believe in you to be creative enough so until next time stay scary stay healthy watch a bunch of horror movies talk to y'all next time Bye.